Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Ahead, we are certainly looking forward to a special guest in the studio has walked in a little bit earlier than normal, Matty McKeldin from the uh, the driver's seat, who's uh, hanging around the office. Want to hear a bit of gold sats, but um, I think you might be in the wrong studio. Just talking about that effort from Shane Van Gisbergen oh, last week. Incredible now, stuff. We knew he had a broken collarbone two weeks after breaking it, and he's just actually informed us he had three broken ribs as well when he what? won all those races at Sandown on the weekend. That's breaking news. We've broken that, mm-hmm. apart from his ribs. That's, <laughs> that's, you heard it here first. Three broken ribs as well. As a broken collarbone. And I, and I heard, and you might get a nod here from Matt or not, he, he actually went back in to get the shoulder scanned or x-rayed just to make sure he didn't do a collarbone, make sure he hasn't damaged it. And the ribs. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, there you go. And, oh, yeah, you can talk loud you can if you talk. want. You can talk. You don't have to be Marcel Marceau. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what's brewing on today's show for Four Pines Brewing? Hey, have a Four Pines while you're there, mate, in the fridge, Matty. Uh, the official beer of Sports Day with Badge and Sats. What is brewing, Sats? You've got a little bit of info on uh, Brandon Smith. Now, I'm hearing a whisper from a pretty good source, and I hope he's not leading me down the garden path, but uh, the Brandon Smith, who is still under contract next year with the Melbourne Storm, and, of yep. course, there's been reports that he wants to try and get out and play number nine at a club that Harry Grant's not going to be at or another established number nine. Now, respectfully to Jeremy Marshall King, who at the Bulldogs at the moment is the hooker, um, rumours are that he signed a three-year deal with the Bulldogs as of next year. Wow. Mm. But so, uh, that, that would obviously – that would have to be subject to the storm allowing him to go. Yeah, so they've always they don't said – They have to do they that. They've always said they'll, they'll look at releasing him if they get a player mm. in return. They, they can play hardball. Remember what happened with mm. the, uh, Josh Adokar last year and, and didn't go, wanted to go, wanted to be released. We didn't even know where he was going to yeah. which club, but he said, I want to go back to Sydney. But if we can do a deal with a club and get a, a like-for-like player or a player that we, we would like to have in our system, yes, but it never happened. So, um, so Bulldogs fans. Like I, don't, he, I don't think they'll let him go without a fight. Exactly. If he is signed for three years, is he the missing link? Is he the, the link that the Bulldogs need to one, attract other players, but two, just be that, that player that gets you closer to the eight. Well, Bulldogs fans out there, we know we've got a few that listen. Yeah. If, what do you think? Uh, 0477-736-736. Do you reckon he'd be uh, he'd be welcome? Oh, well, I think I know the answer to that. And having said that, Sats, if I was Craig Bellamy, and I think about my, my side, my Melbourne Storm side, at the end of the season, hitting the finals, and Harry Grant's the hooker, yep. and Brandon Smith is coming off the bench, or he's not. You know, they might say, well, you can go straight away. I wouldn't let him go this year. No, because, not this year. But No. Yeah, and then even next year because yeah. you, you just he just adds something to every side he plays in. Mm. All righty. Hey, um, now, some uh, – oh, this was tossed up by uh, Woogie. We're going to talk about this later on in our Hot Topic. It's three years since Sandpaper Gate, gate three years ago today. The Australians really working on the ball, trying to get that uh, reverse. The South Africans did it so well. So important to get that ball to reverse for the Australians. 
What's happening there? What is happening? So this is the umpires uh, having a chat to Cameron Bancroft. I think they're asking him about what he had in his pocket. Cameron Bancroft, was he applying something to the ball? He's definitely trying to get a shine on the ball. There was a bit of a reverse as well at the same stage. He seems to put something back into his uh, right pocket. Now, it could be that uh, there's a walkie-talkie down to Peter Hanscom, but we don't know enough about that. There's Hanscom onto the field, a bit of a chit-chat, as if we're not really having a chat. And then what we saw from Cameron Bancroft was he uh, undid his trousers and whatever was in his right pocket, something yellow, a yellow foreign object, was then placed down the front. He was smart to throw it down the front because he wasn't going to get anyone searching for it, is it? <laughs> was oh, he? Yeah. Well, look, it was a, it was a horrific moment. Um, you know, at the time we we knew something very serious was unfolding, but it turned out to be a, a very embarrassing time for Australian cricket and for those concerned. And they paid some heavy penalties for it. Was it the worst sporting moment in Australian history? So that's that's the uh, the question we're tossing up. Um, I, I first of all, straight away, I think I'm thinking cricket. I'm going underarm bowling incident. Hmm. Well, uh, which was, wasn't illegal. It wasn't illegal, but, but it was. But the question is, completely is it's a, is a bad sporting moment in the sense of Australian headlines mm. and how it made us look internationally. Yes, mm. yes. You got anyone you want to? I mean, we're going to ask our listeners to uh, to tell us. I'm what I'm going to say think. fine cotton. The yeah. horse racing scandal back in the early eighties. That that was it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but that was Australian. That wasn't yep. really. Wouldn't have made headlines worldwide. Oh, I did because the amount of high profile figures that were involved. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the running the paint running down the nose of uh, bold personality. <laughs> that it was, well, it was supposed to be bold personality, um, but it was actually fine cotton or the other way around. Yeah. Uh, you were saying it wasn't even supposed to be that. No, it was. A, it was a horse. Uh, it was actually a horse by the name of. A dashing solitaire, and he got oh. injured before the race. Oh, so okay. then they got because it looked like fine yeah. cotton. Because fine cotton had white hind, some white markings on its hind legs. Yep. And um, and when they got uh, dashing solitaire, it also looked exactly the ah. same. When he got injured, they said we've got to find something. So they got another one. So they found bold personality, which looked nothing like. But that, so they fine had to paint, put the paint down on yeah. the nose and. And it ran when it got a sweat up. Well, it ran and won and then ran after it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you reckon? What's the, uh, what's the worst, the most infamous uh, incident in Australian sporting history? one 300 15 Gee, you talk about, what'd they say? He put, he put the, um, whatever it was, the, uh, down the front of his pants. The sandpaper? Yeah. Mm. Well, the, I'm, straight away, I'm thinking about Greg Norman walking up the beach the other week. That was one of the worst moments I can think of in Australia. Yeah. Jeez. Mm. Oh. Oh, where else do you store We're not going to go there. Where else do you store get you store your cabana? Like <laughs> now when you're walking home from the shop. Joining us soon. Oh, we aren't going to go there any further. Anthony Don, cult hero winger from the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, he's going to have a chat to us very soon. Going really good, the Titans. Yeah, uh, big good win against the Broncos last week. Last week. I tell you what, they were, they were good. They weren't great. No, mm. are playing the Cowboys. This week, we're going to go to the UK, Sats, because Super League kicks off. Yeah, I love uh, the UK Super League. Yeah, Steve Mascord, uh, Aussie journalist, but he has spent a lot of time over there. He, uh, he knows that competition better than uh, better than most. He's based over there now. He's going to have a chat uh, a chat to us. Bad, you spent some time with Castleford. 
Yes. Back when you could go over there in the off season of the mm-hmm. of the New South Wales Rugby League back then. Yep. Love the competition over there. Did you only have one year there? No, I only had three months there, actually. It was one off-season, but I only but that sort was, of played in half of it. That was only the one time you went over? One time. To- oh, I went on other tours. But no, playing club football there oh, just you once. Oh, did you hear that, Woogie? Oh, I went over there on tours as well. Oh, and sorry, sorry, sorry. And a World Club challenge. <laughs> well, you asked me when I went. And my honeymoon. Um, but yeah, they're, they're you, passionate about did their Did you footy. coincide your honeymoon with the kangaroo tour? No. So they pay your fare over there, but no, you said didn't. pay Carl. Didn't. Okay. I went the what, year before. What was more fun, honeymoon yeah, or kangaroo good tour? Good question. Kangaroo good tour question. by far. <laughs> the honeymoon was. I'll was, send that to the missus. Was great, but you know, kangaroo tour went for three months. Honeymoon went for three weeks. <laughs> hey, Danny Vaderis. Oh, geez, please. Hopefully, my wife's not listening. Danny Vaderis uh, is going to have a chat with us uh, ahead of round three with the um, Newcastle Knights legend. Uh, this is back. What? Oh, yeah, it's my favourite segment. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll take your calls and texts on anything. one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Give us a call. Uh, did you have a lot of fun on your honeymoon or would you rather have been on tour with your mates? Uh, text 0477-736-736. Sports Day, Sports Update. Uh, we're going to give you an injury update first off for I know, a, I know a, a former teammate that went on his honeymoon and there was also another NRL club on their end of season trip. He went missing for three days with, on his, on his honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Any names? It's fair to say that marriage didn't last too long. Mm. Mm. What's his name? Can't tell you. Just tell what does it start with? What, his name? Yeah. T. Right. Mm. That's it. That's all I'm giving you. Injury update for Sudox, active muscular and joint pain relief cream. Follow the directions for use. Nathan Cleary. Yep. Out. Ruled out. Grand final. I'm not going to say rematch badge because I know how much you don't like it, but the uh, the big clash between the last year's grand finalists. Yeah, I like that. Melvin Storm <laughs> uh, is playing, is traveling to uh, Blue Bet Stadium, which is Panthers Stadium, of course. Uh, yeah, he's been ruled out. and. It, it's only because of timing. Uh, injured on Saturday night, went off HIA. Dallin Wittini's Lesniak um, reached the back of his dentures and he was knocked out, taken from the field, didn't return. And because they're playing the Thursday night, it was never going to be enough time under the protocols for him to play. So mm. uh, smart thing for Nathan Cleary to sit this match out because Melbourne Storm are physical also. And it looks as though that well, Matty Burton has been brought into the 17, but now gives them an opportunity to keep him engaged, keep him in the squad, get some first-grade NRL time. and um, Hence why they don't want to let him go early absolutely. to the Bulldogs. This he probably, signed with them. This, there was probably at a stage there where they were thinking, and I've, I've heard that they were thinking about entertaining the idea of releasing him this year. But this week mm. has completely changed their mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. You need your depth. And mm. uh, Melbourne Storm star Ryan Pappenhausen has been ruled out. Yeah, light duties. Uh, he, so he hasn't travelled to Sydney with the Melbourne Storm today. He's uh, on light duties, like I said, from a neck injury last week's game. Now he, with the fast guys, as you know, Badge, is, um, there's not a lot of room to move when it's wet and it turns very physical. And there's a couple of shots he copped last week where he's uh, he's come up a little bit worse for wear after the game. So his recovery yep. was a little bit slower than most. And again, being a, a shortish week when you're, you start really getting stuck in your training on the Monday and you've got to travel on the Wednesday. They've decided to leave him home. Righto. Well, he might be able to use the Sudox, sort of. Sudox Active Mild Pain Relief Cream Sets. Yeah, well, good work. Good segue. Muscular um, and joint pain. Also, it probably evens it up a little bit, doesn't it? Nathan Cleary not playing. Melbourne are the favourites anyway. A couple of stars not playing. Two of the real stars. Really evens those. it yeah, up. It does. Yeah.
Rightio, uh, now um, north of the uh, the border, the Broncos rookie, Reese Walsh, that has uh, signed with the Warriors. It was announced on the weekend. Now he's already requested a release to join them virtually straight away this season. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a shame. Can you understand why he'd want to do that, Reese Walsh? You know what, I'm, I'm looking I, for... I, I thought he might get an opportunity with the Broncos well, this yeah, year. The well, there's two going. opportunities here. An opportunity for him to, while based in Australia and the Warriors, he plays for... Norths, which is the feeder club of the Brisbane Broncos. The Devils? Yeah, scored a, scored a couple of tries on the weekend. One of their feeder clubs. One of their feeder clubs, yeah. Now, the Warriors' feeder club is Redcliffe, which is also in the Intrust Super Cup, the mm. Queensland Cup. So, um, Reese Walsh, if he went to the Warriors now, nothing much would change. He wouldn't play NRL because Roger's there and they've got two very good wingers. And he would just transfer clubs and play for Redcliffe mm. in the Intrust Super Cup. If he stays at the Broncos badge, I think he plays first grade this year. With the way they're travelling. Yeah, maybe they want to get him in the system early so they can see what goes on. And, and, and okay. a, bit of an, a bit of an understudy to Roger, Roger Tuvasa-Shek, who's leaving at the end of the year. And I know you want works. to go over there and get him in the system, or not over there, down to the Central Coast and, and get him into the system. But would you want him next year when he may have had five or six or seven NRL games under his belt? Maybe yeah. they worry about him playing for the Broncos and getting losing his confidence. Mm. Way Brisbane's <laughs> going. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I guess they want to get him early. Maybe look if Brisbane want to free up a, a little bit of money, he wouldn't be on big money, would he? No, he would only be on minimum wage. I would think, yeah, which would be the bottom part of your top twenty-five, your top thirty squad. Your, your twenty-six to thirty player in your squad is on a completely different, um, like a development contract. Or well, something, the, are they, the, or? yeah, it's, without being too technical, you know, player one to player twenty-five is on minimum of one hundred fifteen thousand dollars a year. Then. Play twenty six to thirty is on a little bit less than that. Right. So I think he'd be in the maybe the top twenty five and might be on the lower end of the scale. Yep, yep. So, so he would he doesn't take up a huge amount of their salary cap. So to release him now, they wouldn't be releasing a lot of money. Well, maybe the Warriors are going to pay him good money to go there now, and that's why he'd like to. So, all right, um, plenty on the line, of course, for the Broncos Saturday uh, afternoon. They're playing the the Bulldogs, uh, especially for their their halves, uh, Brodie Croft and Anthony Milford. Mm. I believe they're on their last chance. Well, that's that's been speculation that Kevy Walters has, has uh, indicated. They're on their last chance. Tom Dearden, uh, who we were um, we were thinking was going to get picked uh, the t- side announced yesterday, he's looks like he might be used off the bench. He's in Jersey 18, but he might be used off the bench to cover the halves or or and or hooker. Well, Corey Pakes has been there as well, normal halfback, covers the hooking position as mm. well. But Tommy Deedon was really good last week in round one of the Intrust Super Cup for the for the Magpies in their win. So uh, it makes sense. Oh, you know what, Badge? I'm part of the minority here. Everyone's waxing lyrical about they've got to get rid of Anthony Milford out of first grade. He's not doing anything. Guess what? There's no one to fill his place. There's no one better than Milford to take that number six jersey. Mm. And sometimes that doesn't mean you've got to keep him there, but when you've got a, a player of his talent, well, and but he needs to show leadership, there's still no one better than him in that six jersey. So I wouldn't replace him. But moving forward, if they continue to not get the results, I'd move him to it's fullback. A, it's a problem, isn't it? But what, well, his, you know, his, the concern for him is his could, defense. Could, could, could Dearden and, and Croft play together in the halves? I don't think they could. I don't think they could. Mm. I think it's one or the other when, when it comes to the seven jersey. And with uh, with Milford, his defence is a concern. Mm. So I'd put him at fullback. I'd allow him, allow him to roam the field at will 
inject yep. himself when he needs to and not take on that leadership role. Well, well none of this is going to get sorted out in a real hurry because Katoni Staggs is still out for a fair whack of the season, isn't he? But they're, they're, they're considering switching him to 5'8", if, if and when. They're he's played 5'8". He yeah, played 5'8", yep. his junior footy, uh, if he stays with the Broncos next year. so And, and he would be apparently... Uh, Happy to consider that. Geez, a great strike centre. I didn't know that he had, or just looking at him, I wouldn't have said he. I thought he had the ball skills mm. to play five eighth. But um, he's a little bit like Michael Morgan when it comes to five eight. If he just runs first, mm. the passing actually comes with it. He's he's got a, a very proficient passing game, but his running game is so strong that as a defender, I want Katoni in the centres because I can try and nullify him getting the ball. When he's at five eight, he's going to be getting the ball more often and running which means it's a lot more concern for, for a defender that defends where he's going to be running on those, mm. on those edges. All right. So now some big news uh, around the, uh, the NRL and the future of the game or the size of the competition. Uh, uh, CEO Andrew Abdo has detailed plans to expand the competition. Uh, initially, it looks like it's going to be 17 teams, uh, but then 18. So talk about if, if the, se- the second Brisbane team comes in – Yeah. It could be worth around $50 million. Is that a season to rugby league? Because of broadcast rights and, well, and, and new fans and new sponsors, that's commercial exactly, that's pro- what it, It's the opportunities to bring, new, not new people, but f- further groups of people into the game. Yeah. Like, what I mean by that is that uh, it's not an extra game, so you don't get really an extra amount of money for broadcasting rights, but you do. Also, because it's an extra brand. Well, well, because it's another Brisbane team, and yeah, because of the it's a big market. The, you know, the, it it would it could and, and I imagine would mean more eyes on the TV. The, you know, the, I don't think Channel Nine. It's no secret can't get enough of the Broncos because mm. of so many eyes watch them uh, when they play on a Friday night footy or, or whatever. Uh, if they could do that every week. And Broncos and this new team, you know, take alternatively, I think they would be uh, thrilled about the audience numbers. I think what they're excited about another South East Queensland Brisbane team badge is that you got Friday night on the Broncos. There's a game every weekend in South East Queensland in Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium, but you bring the Sunday afternoon footy back to Brisbane as well, which there has to be discussion around what happens with the second tier then, the Intrust Super Cup. It, you don't want to try and cannibalize that and take that off the off the, uh, well, why the couldn't they just the play fans? one Friday? Have play Brisbane one Friday and the other, and then they're away the next yeah. week and the other one. Yeah, but they could do that. But also, there's the opportunity to play Sundays as well, yeah. which a lot of rugby league fans love True. Sunday afternoon rugby True. league. So, and from a commercial point of view, it gives the opportunity to bring new partners into the game that mm. that can't get involved in the game at the moment because there's only one team in Brisbane. So there's always a competitor to the major sponsors of the Brisbane Broncos, and on top of that, it's participation numbers. You're bringing more people to the game, yeah. kids, young boys and girls to play the game. So there's a lot of areas where they can generate a lot of money, the NRL. Look, it seems to be a fait accompli that there will be a 17th team based in Brisbane. and But this is the one that uh, got me, almost a jaw-dropper, Eight, an 18th team they're talking about in based in New Zealand. Mm. So a second side uh, from across the Dutch. And, uh, yeah, 18th side, would would that work? Is this, is this based around the, the participation of so many uh, Islanders and, and uh, New Zealanders that play in our competition. It, it would, it's dead set is a, a great uh, breeding ground for rugby league players. And I know a lot of those would come from a rugby union mm. background, but their possibilities are, are huge. It, for that. And, that's, and that is, they're saying, then we've got nine games a week. We've also got, we could, or they could split it into two pools of nine. Yeah, conferences. Conferences mm. and, you know, 
have you know and change that each year based on who finishes where. I think the um, yeah, the opportunities are huge here. Yeah, I, I want. I wouldn't be interested to get the the, the listeners' opinion as well. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Would you like to see another team in New Zealand? I think it's a great idea. Now the Warriors haven't won a premiership yet, so there's a concern there that a team that hasn't been successful from a premiership front, why would you put another team there? Now I don't like the idea of going to Perth. It makes sense from a TV viewing perspective. It does time wise. From a yeah. time wise. But Peter Volandis has always said, we're not going to go into rusted on AFL region mm. and try and fight their fight. And they sh- they deserve to have that that region. Yeah. And there's no no use going over and trying to start a completely new entity. Well, it worked in Melbourne. Well, it, well, it did, absolutely. But they had a lot of support and a lot of money initially that they mm. were throwing at it to make it, to make it survive. You know? So but, Adelaide and Perth, you think, are off the table? And well, so. I don't know about Adelaide, but I mean, I'd, I wouldn't see them, see them going back into AFL heartland. With, with New Zealand, I think it makes sense mm. because rugby union is, and rugby league, there's, there are some subtle, there's a lot of differences, but there's, there's a lot of similarities, similarities between both the codes. So it makes, makes sense that you can get players to jump from code to code. All right. Once again, uh, give us a buzz. Oh, you can text us zero four double seven seven three six seven three six and tell us what you think about uh, the expansion of the NRL or any of those uh, topics we spoke about just there. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento winner of Car Sales Car of the Year, the Don Anthony Don from the Gold Coast Titans will join us next. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento. Winner of car sales, car of the year. This is Taylor, kicking early, looking for his man. Jackal and Anthony Dunn. He's got a touch of magic. He's produced a, a number of tricks throughout the season, and there's another one. Gives it a couple of juggles. He has got great hands. I've run out of things to say about Anthony Dunn. That was you, Badge. That was your voice, commentator. How young Must did you sound? Must have been a sound? while ago with yeah. Vossi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he's hey. been around for 37 seasons, Anthony Don. Yeah, welcome back to <laughs> Sports Day with Badge and Sats, and that's <laughs> who the man is we've got on the line. From the Gold Coast Titans, uh, a lot of expectation this year, the Titans, and they got their first win last week. Uh, yeah, he's on the line now, Anthony Don. How are you, Anthony? Yeah, good chat. Thanks for having me on again. And like you said, yeah, there's a lot of expectation on us this year, but that's a, that's a good thing, and we're looking forward to winning some games and making all the, the fans really proud. Yeah, good stuff. That was a, always good to get the uh, the monkey off the back early on in the season. First and foremost, before we talk about this week's game and what's been going on at the Titans uh, over the last, especially the last 12 months, the uh, the weather in southeast Queensland and your fields at Parkwood there, the, the centre of excellence there, that's always been known to go underwater. Now, I believe it was up to the crossbar this week, so you couldn't use the, the field. Is that right? Yeah, it's been torrential along the eastern seaboard, as everyone knows. And yeah, we'll, we're, our field gets a lot of the. We're on a golf course, and um, a lot of the runoff from the golf course runs straight through our field. And then um, to fly away, and then there, our field as soon as it floods or anything, our field's the first to go under. And uh, unfortunately, that um, yeah, we're, the, the water's up the crossbar, so there's might do some recovery on the field. But that's about it. We won't be doing anything there for a while. So. 
we're lucky enough. Sea Bus is one of the best um, fields in Australia, and that's our home ground. And they've let us train on there for the last couple of days. So yeah, it's really thankful for them to letting us on and um, helping us out for the week. Well, they they might owe you favours, mate, because it's probably going to have more more of a uh, more and more crowds there, giving you performance in your first home game last week against the uh, against the Broncos. It was a it was a great effort, mate. You, you guys save something special for the uh, the team up the road. Um, most definitely, it's probably the game that we look forward to the most, as it's our biggest rival, and we've, we're kind of looked as out their little brother. So ever since the Titans have been in the comedy, ever since I've been at the Titans, it's um, yeah the game that you circle at the start of the year and the game that you most get up for. And um, at the start of my career, we were getting getting flogged mostly by the Broncos, but we're lucky lucky enough to turn it around the last three or four games. So um, yeah, it was really good beating the Broncos on, on the weekend and. That doesn't mean anything now. We've got to take it under the Cowboys this week. So it was no coincidence that David Fafida, who who had an average start, round one, a little bit of criticism, was absolutely outstanding against his old club. Gee, he was fired up, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was awesome for us on um, Friday night. He, was, he really led the way. And I think that our halves gave him the ball at the right times. They weren't just feeding the ball. Um, at, at any point in the game, they really... they. Even the ball when he had opportunity and he, mm. he showed what he can do when he's got some time and space, he was he was unreal. You get a good view out there, don't you, Anthony, when guys like Fafita are doing what they do and also the other new recruit, Tino Fasua Malawi. Oh. He was amazing in the first trial against the Warriors. Then on the weekend, his first run just just you know, damaged their defensive line. So you get a good view out there, don't you? Yeah, I just stand out there talking to the touch judge, watching the boys play. So it's, um, <laughs> it's a good viewing point. But yeah, Tino was—he's unreal as well. He's a great signing. He, he's such a big body in the middle, and he's so aggressive with his defense and with his runs. So he's—he's um, he's great to have in the middle of the park. And um, I'm looking forward to watching him develop as a player and as a Titan in the next uh, the next year. Now, watch that Building Titans, the documentary. I'm sure you've all would have uh, watched the the four parts of it um, up to date. Now, uh, yeah, and it was really good to look at you know Tino from another angle, up in his hometown with his family, whatever it may be. Uh, but in saying that, with the documentary itself, Anthony, did it get invasive at times with, with cameras around so much in the face of the players? Um, not really at all. Matty, who was the main cameraman, he was a really good bloke and really down to earth. And he was an ex-professional basketballer. So he'd been in that environment a lot. And to be honest, he just become part of the furniture. And um, he didn't really get... He was always there and always filming, but you didn't really take much notice of him. So... He just fitted perfectly into our club and, and to the team. So he was awesome. He was a really good guy too. So we're really, really happy with how it ended up for him. Oh, I haven't seen the doco. Was there any really sort good. of, was there any talent quest like we saw with Dale Fanukin the other night? Is, yeah. there, is there any hidden talent in the club? Is there any hidden talent in the club? Yeah. Oh. Like Dale Fanukin playing the guitar and singing on the Matty John show. Yeah, he's impressive, wasn't he? Yeah. Um... Any hidden talent, geez, I don't think we've got much at the Titans. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Phil Sammy's got a, uh, a bit of a stand-up routine that he likes to cough up, so we've got get him on the show. Stand-up comedy. Get him up for a few jokes. Yeah. yeah. Phil Sammy. Yeah, he's got some crackers, yeah. Okay, we're going to pencil his name in. Well, we might ask you for Yeah, his... pencil him in. His... Can you text us his phone number? You after know, do you know Justin Holbrook? <laughs> yeah. Do you know Justin Holbrook's a very good break dancer? Very good break dancer? Oh, we've got a break dancer in the team, actually. Who's that? We got Greg, yeah, Greggy, Greggy, Greg Lalesio. You can't um, say his name. Yeah, Lalesio. No, he changed his name yeah. from Lalesio. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, big Greggy. He, he's two of the America doing break dancing and with his hip hop crew. So what? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I was yeah. only saying last night 
that Sats was actually in a hip hop crew as a young bloke. On and the Gold Coast, yeah. He's got very. He was very. He was a bit shattered when you said that. He's, mm. His jaw dropped, Anthony, when you said we've got a good break dancer here who's two at America. How far did? What, what was your group called? Electro Beat. And you were Zap. It's supposed to be Electro Beat, but when they made our shirts, they left the R off. <laughs> <laughs> electro Beat. So they used to rap dance at, at uh, on election day. Mm. <laughs> that was about. <laughs> yeah, right. That sounds interesting. It does sounds unreal. Sounds unreal. Hey, uh, tell yeah. us about uh, Ash Taylor's hand. He's so many about. The great service that uh, your big man got from your halves, but he's out for a bit, hey? And uh, Antenna Boyd's coming in. Yeah, he had a little uh, fracture in his hand, quite similar to Brian Kelly from the week before. So both of them had surgery and uh, had, had a little bit of a plate inserted just to try and stabilise the bone and stuff. So hopefully they only missed two to three weeks each. And um, Brian's in the training. He was running around today and he's probably got at least another week or so on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And Ash has probably, probably missed about three to four weeks. So... Um, yeah, we hope that the speed recovery for both of them because they're both integral parts of the team. Yeah, and especially and, uh, Bro- Brian last year was awesome, and Ash is really good too. So yeah, yeah we really look forward to getting them back. And Young Tanner has been there before. I know he's played a lot around the dummy half role, but there'd be some confidence there. And he's, I know he's played a lot in the halves as a as a youngin. Yeah, he played a lot in his halves at school and in junior footy, and he played alongside David. David was his second rower. All through school, so oh, good. they've got a really good combination from the schoolboy days, and uh, I think they won the Aussie schoolboy uh, Aussie schoolboy titles as a combo too. So um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll work really well together. Yeah, nice. Now you've been at the club a while now, Anthony. I suppose you probably haven't seen depth like the club has got at the moment, because when you look at the team, you've got players like Sam McIntyre and Herman Sasa that can't make the seventeen. Yeah, it's uh, crazy at the moment, especially because it's early in the season and the club doesn't have any injuries except for those two that broke their hands. So um, it's really good depth. Everyone's really fired up, ready to go, and they're playing really good footy, those boys that are playing in the Q Cup. So we know that if you're in the first-grade team, if you're not doing the job, that you'll probably find someone else that can do the job. So um, it's really good for the club. I've never seen any depth like this before in my time, but... It's really pushing everyone mm. on and making the training sessions really sharp. So it's helping helping out immensely. Now you were saying your uh, your training facilities are on a golf course. I've seen it before. Parkwood Golf Course is a beautiful golf course. Now, two part question: Do you play golf often? And who is the biggest burglar in the club when it comes to golf? Um, no, I used to play a bit, but I, I haven't played much since we've had our little one, Frankie. But um, Sam Stone, he plays off about scratch, and he's a oh. gun golfer. But a lot of the other boys have just signed up and joined memberships, not at Parkwood, at a different golf course. I think it's um, the Glades. Um, I think one of them, two of them play off 30, 36 handicap. <laughs> and then, and I think they won the comp the other day. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a burglar. Lost seven strokes, so... <laughs> I don't know how the local old boys are feeling about those boys rocking up with a handicap of 36 or maybe even 40, I think, was legal these days. So that's just not on. That's handicap not on. 40. That's, that's just stupid. Yeah, that won't last. The, the Glades? Yeah. Isn't that the really expensive one? The Footballers couldn't, they couldn't afford that one. No, that's the playing. Grand. Oh, the Grand. That's, the grand. that's okay. where Fatty yeah, and Cam Smith the, play. Yeah, yeah Fatty's at the Grand. Paying 50 grand a year or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good on yeah. you. Yeah. Fatty. All right. Well, big game yeah. this week. Um, Cowboys. Uh, is are they another grudge match for you, or just a, another um, assignment you've got this week uh, up there? Yeah, in they're always good. Being another Queensland team, we always want to beat the Queensland team. So it's um, yeah, we we haven't had much success at up in North Queensland in my time as a player, but um, looking forward to getting out there on the new stadium and mm. um, the Cowboys. They're, they're desperate for a win, and so are we. So I'm sure it's going to be a yeah. 
a great contest. Yeah, that, it's an exciting plant, that new study. If you haven't been. seen it, it's absolutely beautiful. But uh, before we let you go, what about um, – I love your hometown, Grafton, Anthony. How are the Grafton Ghosts going to go this year in the in the competition? Uh, I'm not too sure how they're going to go. I think I've got a few friends that are having a run with them this year, but they've been pushed down into the group two. So it's, yeah. um, they used to play up at, up on the northern group one comp, but they've been pushed down towards Costa this year, so um, over the last few years. But um, they've, they've been strong, so I'm sure that they'll, they'll go really well. Yeah, good, mate. All right, and I hope you go really well um, this, this weekend against the Cowboys. Should be a... Uh, a great game. You, it'll be great for you guys to get on a bit of a roll now, and uh, things I'm sure are very positive around the Titans. Anthony Don, thanks Most for definitely. yeah, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Much appreciated. Thanks for having us. Talk to you soon. Yeah, it's good lad, Anthony Don. Hope he goes well this week in the Gold Coast Titans. This is Sports Day for Kia Sorrento, winner of Car Sales Car of the Year. Coming up next, hot topic: Australia Sandpaper Gate cricket. Is it the worst sporting moment for Australian sport? <laughs> You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Good on you, Repco. Yes, uh, lots to still get through on the show. Scotty Sattler mm-hmm. and, uh, and Gary Belcher here with you now. We mentioned off the top of the show, we're just going to play this for you. Three years since this happened in South Africa. The Australians are really working on the ball, trying to get that uh, reverse. The South Africans did it so well. It's so important to... Get that ball to reverse for the Australians. What's happening there? What is happening? So this is the umpires uh, having a chat to Cameron Bancroft. I think they're asking him about what he had in his pocket. Cameron Bancroft, was he applying something to the ball? He's definitely trying to get a shine on the ball. There was a bit of a reverse as well at the same stage. He seems to put something back into his uh, right pocket. Now, it could be that uh, there's a walkie-talkie down to Peter Hanscom, but we don't know enough about that. There's Hanscom onto the field, a bit of a chit-chat, as if we're not really having a chat. And then what we saw from Cameron Bancroft was he uh, undid his trousers and whatever was in his right pocket, something yellow, a yellow foreign object, was then placed down the front. Yeah, a uh, terrible day. Um, from from then on, it all uh, ex- exploded. And, of course, uh, Steve Smith, Dave Warner, Cameron Bancroft all copping hefty bands. It was quite embarrassing for us. Before we talk about whether that was Australia's worst sporting moment, because it's an absolute shocker, um, do you reckon – and I've heard people say that they think that's – there's no way that no one else in the team knew about it. I heard that today. I heard uh, Jimmy Smith and Joel Kane and Fletch talking about it. Uh, would Brad hadn't known about it because he was the wicketkeeper. He takes the ball. He hand, obviously throws it to another player who handles the ball as well. You know what? We don't have enough evidence. No, we don't. We're, we know that Bancroft knew about it um, and Warner knew about it and Smith knew about it. And I suppose what the biggest argument around Steve Smith is that if he did know about it, mm. he he wasn't 
robust enough to stand in and and take control. Yeah, of and that's the why he caught the big bang. Wasn't it? it was Timmy Payne, wasn't it? Wasn't he the keeper? And I think Brad Haddon okay. was. No, it wasn't Timmy. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Okay, mm. he took over later. All right. Um, now. Australia's worst sporting moment. I threw up straight away. We spoke about this off the top. The underarm bowling incident, very embarrassing. Uh, that and and quite okay. okay where ordinary. Does, made, where where does feel. that sit? I don't think it sits in the same realm as the underarm bowl. Even though the underarm bowl was illegal, it was within the rules. It made everyone stand up and take notice of the rules and say, mm. "Hang on a sec, there's got to be a change." But it was within the rules. Now, but from a sporting controversy and a, and a black look on Australian sport, mm. where does the underarm bowl and sandpaper gates sit alongside each and, other? And at the time, Dawn Fraser stealing the Japanese flag, which yep. everyone thought was highly offensive to the uh, to the Tokyo Olympics hosts, but apparently they said, no, they actually presented the flag, a yep. flag, back to her later on, so it wasn't yeah. such a big deal. I mean, I, I said at the start of the show, um, when you talk about fine cotton in the, in the horse racing uh, world is it was a, that was huge news and it did make international news Isn't as that, well. Yeah, um, the Dawn Fraser you talk that's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, to Aussies you think that's great, that is outstanding, that's the Aussie thing you do, just being a larrikin. But yeah, when you go to an, go to a country and disrespect their country, it's a it, it is it is a huge controversy. Isn't it? Now, have you, you ever got anything worse than my my number one? Okay, no, the Broncos well, gender reveal. Oh, yeah. That was the yeah. most yeah. You win the prize, embarrassing Gary. thing oh, I think I've ever seen on a sporting field. Hey, um, That's the most embarrassing thing I've seen on a, on a rugby league field. Wasn't it stupid? I, I have got here, I've got a, on 0477 <laughs> Uh We've got, hey, boys, Lismore Rabbit here. Two scandals come to mind, the Storm and the Bulldog salary cap breaches. Oh, the, the Storm was, a, was huge, wasn't it? That was huge. And cost them. Uh, what about? Know, both of them. What about the Essendon and the Cronulla Sharks? Oh yes, peptide scandal. Yes, Massive. that was that was yeah, good work, Sats. Two codes. Throw that one Huge. up. Huge. All right, what do you think? Uh, give us a buzz or send us a text zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. You'll be blown away with car air conditioning service at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com. Sports date is for the Kia Sorento. We'll be back soon with what. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For red energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas, and for the Kia Sorento. Winner of car sales, car of the year. On Sports Day... It's time for the unusual, what? the stupid, what? and the ridiculous. I love this segment. It's my favourite segment every day. Well, every night you really now, isn't it? You have a crush on Oprah too, so I love hearing her voice. Mm. I don't like her glasses at the moment. She looks like Samuel L. Jackson. I'm sure she's like got it. more than one pair. What? Spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you probably don't agree with me, Samuel Oprah, but you do. That's uh, but in saying that, uh, my what... For tonight is there are calls to change some of our our childhood staple diets. I- iconic, iconic brands, brands and ice creams. What? Oh. Yeah, there are calls to change the name Bubble O Bill. What? Because it's a male name. What? Yeah, what? no, it's Bill. not. Not my next door neighbours when I grew up. Yep, Bill and Billy, my husband and wife. Okay, I made a male and female. When you say his name's Billy, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Bubble O Billy. 
So because bubble, bubble actually, Billy, Billy had now, another yeah, connotation when I was growing up too. Now, when you had, what? when you <laughs> ate the bubble bill growing up, did you eat the nose first, which was the bubble? Oh, gum? I didn't have them. Didn't I was have just them. having the Billy, the bubble what? Billy, bubble Billy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go near that. No. And the other one is they want to change the name of my favourite ice block growing up. Ice cream. Ice. Is it really an ice, ice cream? Block? An ice yeah, cream. we used to call them ice blocks, but Golden Gate time. What? Oh, seriously? seriously. I, I but, mean, honestly, this, this is ridiculous. Are they get, does that mean we can't watch the Flintstones anymore? Have a happy time. Have a happy time. Have a happy time, yeah. Can't watch it. So what are they calling it? Don't know. Oh. Golden happy time. Golden happy time. They, they, they still put nuts Once on, again. on it and stuff like that. Happy time. We're going oh, back to the change. Stop it. Stop okay, it. mine. You just always take your mind into the Woogie. gutter, don't you? Woogie, seriously. Anyway, he's only here for another week, so it's... Yeah. I'm not sure. What? What? <laughs> I'm not sure he's got the letter <laughs> you yet. You haven't been told yet. Yeah. Uh, my Anthony Mundine yep. announced today he's retired again. What? Mm. Is this the last one? He will be. Yeah, but that's what we said the last nah, three times. he will be. All right, I hope so. I hope so because he was, you know, he, that was just terrible. Shouldn't have been sanctioned that last one. No, it shouldn't have been. Um, he apologised to a few. He apologised to Laurie Daly for when he when he was a young bloke. He said Laurie's running on old legs. Remember yeah, that? Laws was, Laws was twenty six. <laughs> I think you tell him up the next time they played. Yeah. Uh, he apologised to anyone he offended throughout his career, especially remember after nine eleven when he said America has uh, brought it upon themselves, and he was uh, quite contrite about that. Yeah. Um, he knows he shot his mouth off a lot and shouldn't have. But yeah, w- wonderful athlete, no doubt about, about it. Sats, unfortunately. Um, Whether you agreed with him or not, he marketed himself yeah, he very, did. very well. He got boxing. Oh, he he helped Australia boxing he did. get off the canvas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, pardon the pun. Mm. But what? um, in saying that, uh, I want to try and remember now that we can reflect. I want to try and remember Anthony Mundine for. What he achieved at the start. You yeah. Know, great rugby league career and to what he did in a cross-code sport. Um, simply amazing. Now, before the break, we were talking about uh, only a hot topic about Sandpaper Gate. Three years ago today, mm. it happened and uh, lots of drama around that. Uh, you got a text there, Sats? Yeah, this is from Cole. And Cole said, I thought the act was abhor- abhorrent. Uh, what a, what, um, but what put me off was the, a lot of the sports media made it out that it wasn't that bad. Crikey. Sneaking sandpaper onto the field to interfere with the ball. That's as bad as it gets. I haven't watched cricket since. And you know what? Really? Since Cole's saying that, actually, sneaking sandpaper onto the field, that's mm. – it's uh, – when you – So someone went to Bunnings. When you map it out like that, it's – They sent yeah. one of the staff members to Bunnings. Yeah, who went to and, the hardware shop? Oh, there you go. And you're saying you it's You don't just get that in your hotel. Guys. You don't ask concierge for that, do you, yeah. at the hotel? Yeah, who else was involved? G'day, guys. Craig here. I know this isn't on the world stage, but the most disgusting thing I've seen on a footy paddock, and I'm a blue supporter, was Daryl Broman breaking, getting his jaw broken by Les Boyd. Oh, that was terrible. Mm. Terrible. Good on you. Thanks for those texts. Keep them coming. 0477 736 736. Or give us a buzz. one 1533 This is Sports Safe for Kia. Don't forget, the seven-seat Kia Sorrento has just been crowned car sales car of the year. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. 
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.